Hi there, I'm the Gnarly Gnome, and this, this is Drinking with the Gnome. On this week's episode, I headed out to Mainville to sit down at a bar called Victory Pints. I think you guys really need to know about this place because it's something that's uh, very unique. It's special, and I, I like highlighting things like that on, on this show or the blog or anything like that. Uh, I sat down with the owner, Riley Mullins, and we talked about what this place is, what this place isn't, and why you specifically need to know about it. Um, I, I don't need to tell you about it because we're going to listen to the interview. That is probably the best way to do it. But uh, just know that you guys need to know about this place and, and go learn about it now. Uh, we'll, I'll be back to tell you bye in just a second. But uh, have fun, guys. Listen to this. Cheers. Welcome, welcome to the show. What's up? Uh, this is this is a really unique space for me to sit down and record a show because it's a bar, but that's not really kind of the center focus of what this is either. Like it, it kind of toes this really cool like in between line of being a bar, kind of has a coffee shop vibe too, uh, and then clearly the gaming side of it is a huge part of what this is. Uh, let's let's start from the beginning. How did this idea uh, happen? Where did this come from? Um, so there's definitely a, a lot of folks that, you know, dream about the possibility of having a venue, a community space, you know, board game focused with lots of various amenities, whether food, coffee, beer, all that stuff. And most of the time we just spitball and wonder like, oh, that's a far off dream. Don't know if that'll ever happen. Probably not realistic. That's a hard gig. Uh, but actually a couple weeks into COVID, it started to take a little bit, uh, ironically, strangely enough, it started to take a little bit more serious shape because we had been preparing a board game convention actually to do in Cincinnati. You know, not that there's uh, not already plenty of those in our, uh, you know, from Columbus to Lexington to Indianapolis to Cincy. There's there's already so many, but uh, we were going to go for another one. We had, you know, a website and prize support and tickets had like just opened and then two weeks boom covid right that's all perpetually on hold just like everybody else's large group events or conventions were and so it was actually in those months of just being up in the air kind of early covid you know may to october that uh, we started to put names put ideas on paper start reaching out to people and asking questions about what kind of details you know do we need to compile in order for this to even be for us to even come to the point where we know if this is a realistic possibility or not well so it's I, and i don't know a lot about the gaming community uh how 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 like we're out here in mainville uh so i <laughs> the mean village like, of the mainville. center of mainville yes um i don't i don't know a lot about demographics i don't know it doesn't seem like the place where gaming would be kind of uh, uh, huge. Like I, I could see, and we've, we've we've seen some kind of similar concepts like OTR or something like that. Like this would seem like something that um, would would make more sense in some kind of more of a, a metropolitan hub. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, uh, why Mainville? <laughs> why, why is this a thing? Uh, so, so Victory Pints, we, you know, people say, oh, board game bar or board game cafe or board game shop or, you know. So we're not a full-fledged bar or coffee shop right. or restaurant uh, or retail shop. We're a little bit of all those things. Uh, so we like to use the word venue. We're a board game venue because you're right. It is very board game focused and everything else is a uh, supplement to that experience. Even the craft beer, you know, food, coffee, all that. 
uh, from the custom tables we have to the library to the games for sale. Um, but the hobby itself is just exploded the past five, ten, or more years. So a lot of people call it the golden age of modern board games. A lot of folks, you know, possibly like you, definitely like me, and lots of folks that come in here grew up playing Scrabble, Risk, Monopoly, Sorry, all that stuff. And then we walk in here and I'm like, I don't know what all this, what right. the heck is all this stuff? You know, maybe I've heard of Catan or Ticket to Ride, things like that, that people would call gateway games. Because uh, those are often titles that introduce people to this wide open world of all this other crazy stuff that most of us have never heard of, uh, you know, until somebody shows us. But um, even what we have here for sale, even what we have here in the library is maybe a thousandth of what's actually out there. It's sure. just, it's like Netflix has, you know, a new release every day or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, without question, there is, uh, not without over-dramatizing it, in 15 months of being open every single day, there is at least one game that somebody asks us about or tells us about or brings into play <laughs> that I've never of. heard of. <laughs> That's fantastic. I have no idea what it is. So it's just, it's just a crazy hobby. And the demographic is so broad from the youngest to the oldest, from every theme you can imagine, from fighting fires to medieval, you know, dungeon crawling to birds. <laughs> Do you find that maybe because, and, and this, this might be offensive to people that live in, in Mainville or other kind of rural areas like that. Do you find that it becomes a stronger community, uh, in places out kind of away from everything else where there aren't as many things like to go get yourself in trouble with as a kid, you, you kind of lean into the games heavier or possibly, yes. Back to your like why Mainville question. We Not happen, that this is that far out in the middle of nowhere. Guys. It's, I mean, it kind of is. It's like 10 minutes from many places, 10 minutes from Mason, Kings Island, downtown Loveland, a couple 71 exits. So like literally where this building is, is probably about the edge of, suburbs one way and rural <laughs> the, the other way. Civilization. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, about as far out as we would ever think about doing something like this. But this area is extremely residential. I mean, there are sidewalks that go to uh, neighborhoods right oh, yeah. here, including our own. We just happened to live half a mile right around the corner. So we weren't originally looking here, right. but, uh, you know, through COVID, this was open for a while and we started just checking it out. And the nature of what we do is very much a destination type vibe. It's something people search out. It's something people are willing to travel for. Um, maybe just cause that's the nature of people who are in the hobby. It's not as common, you know, to see places like this, uh, within easy reach or easy distance or access. And so people, often are motivated to check it out. I mean, that's what we did for eight, 10 years. Once we started getting excited about board games, anytime we'd travel somewhere, we'd say, oh, where's the nearest joint? Let's go check it out. Let's right. see what they're all about. Well, you know, and maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just the age that we're at. Maybe it's uh, something else, but like, I just, I've noticed in the last few years more and more, like you'll, you'll be at somebody's house hanging out and you start to say, Oh, what, what are, what are these games here? And you start looking at them. Like, I've never heard of any of these. Like you start <laughs> seeing this other kind of game becoming so popular. And maybe it's uh, just the like time in your closet you know, and things are falling out. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, Kickstarter has kind of probably helped that a lot too, for a lot of people that maybe have an idea about a game to make, make it happen. So then, yeah. you know, like there's, there's lots of new avenues and new ways to get a game out there to people. Maybe that's it, but it is, 
kind of becoming a lot more noticeable to me. But um, yeah. again, I, I can't, Abs- can't absolutely really like why. Kickstarter. <laughs> we actually ran a Kickstarter for Victory Pints. That's right. Uh, about a year and well, getting close to two years now. But um, just to kind of help move things along in the process where we were still unsure if you know the door was actually right. going to open. But Kickstarter is definitely its kind of own uh, beast in the board game hobby. Uh, some people are just all in for many, many Kickstarters. Some people stay completely away right. from it. Um, but yeah, it's a big deal for large and definitely, you know, small new time publishers to get games out there. Like one of our buddies uh, published a game, you know, a couple of years ago via Kickstarter. And yeah, it's how people are getting things moving. What are the uh, the most popular games you see people coming in here to play? Ooh, great question. Um, it's not Uno, right? Because that's usually the most popular in my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the classic, we do have, you know, a number of classics. And the classics are the classics. They get played all the time, you know, from <laughs> Operation to Scrabble to Monopoly <laughs> to Uno. Uh, no doubt those things are getting played all the time. And that is, that's great. That's why they're the classics. They're so tried and true. But It's not socially, like, wrong to come into a board game bar like that and pull out Uno and start playing. People not. will judge if anybody, <laughs> if anybody tells you otherwise, that's that's not cool. There There is no um, game or title that we can look down upon because all of them have been created uh, by someone. And, you know, if it's a big franchise or whatever, like Monopoly or Uno, obviously, you know, it's gotten a lot of, a lot of power behind it over the, the decades. But... Um, man, it's it's art, it's creation. Uh, the the people who are making these things are often just incredible people. Um, and so when you're doing that, you're enjoying that, you're supporting that, whether it's an old classic or uh, something new. But to answer your question, what gets played all the time? I mean, I'll probably say some things. Some people probably know what I'm talking about. Some people might not. Uh, in an email we just sent out. So the most played game in here is a chillax party social game called just one okay it's almost like a categories catchphrase heads up on your phone kind of game it's cooperative so you just play to have fun nobody wins or loses um and somebody writes a word down sorry somebody has a card with words on it but they're not looking at it everyone else sees it and then uh the person who's trying to guess will just pick one of those words randomly like one through five okay word number five and then everybody else has to write down a clue on their whiteboard to get that person to guess what their one word is. But before they show that person their clues, they have to show each other. And if any of them are the same or similar, even they have to cancel them out. So you got to think of a clue that's not too generic that it's like, Oh, everybody wrote that, but not too wacky to like throw the person off. (laughs) And so a game as simple as that, 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 you know, many classic games have social party dynamics like that. Um, that one's the most played, but then things that are completely the opposite of that, um, things like Root. It's a woodland critter themed game with very unique art and it's basically a war game. These woodland critters uh, <laughs> fighting over the forest. That's fantastic. That's one of the most played games in here. There's a big uh, collection called Dice Throne uh, and there's a Marvel version too and it's essentially just this huge overproduced attack Yahtzee. Um, and so a lot of modern games are taking of course, creating original mechanics, original ideas, but then they're taking some things that, you know, have been tried and true and they're tweaking them and they're 
building upon them. And that's what's really exciting. That's why there's so much content. People are just grabbing hold of it and going nuts. That's but, fun. Uh, let's let's talk about the bar side of things because obviously uh, oh, yeah. I, I drink a lot. I'm, uh, that's, that's what my are thing. you drinking right now? <laughs> uh, so what right now I'm drinking High Grains Paw Paw Goza. Uh, I know it probably has another name that uh, I can never remember what any of their names are. Paw Possum. <laughs> It's uh, it's delicious. I love everything High Grain is doing. They are just absolutely tearing it up over there, and uh, uh, this is a great one. It's, it seems very fitting for who they are and kind of uh, to theme with them. But uh, the, so the bar side, it's it would have been easy to kind of uh, to just roll with a uh, you know kind of your 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 standard bar, just throw some Bud Light in a, in a cooler and uh, and and open up and let people just kind of sit and do their thing, <laughs> well, you, know, you know, and 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 just let it be that a nice chest, <clears throat> but. You guys took it the next step. You have a killer tap list here. Uh, I kind of keep my eye on it and, and see what, what's rolling in and out of here. Cool. And uh, uh, it's it's a great tap list. It's probably overkill for what you had to do. Why? Um, that's a great question. So from the from the beginning, the hope was that you know we wouldn't try to do something that's kind of obviously already existing. Um, And the local craft beer scene, especially, I'm not from here, I'm from Worcester, Ohio, but my wife's family's all from here. So, you know, we, I went to UD and we were at Miami for a couple of years in Lexington and yada, yada. So we finally ended up here kind of hovering around and then finally settled. But being around and in the Cincy area for, you know, eight or 10 years now, uh, just come to love the local craft beer scene. I know a lot of places are like, oh, our city's the craft beer city, but right. since he's certainly one of, you know, the, the lands of craft beer. So um, just getting that exposure, having that enjoyment, seeing all this stuff, you know, I've, I've never known anything about. Am I a connoisseur of craft beer? No. Do I love beer? Yes. Um, and there are so many, again, like games, people creating things, making things that you're supporting and enjoying. And um, there are so many people that have partnered with us that have helped us. The goal was only and ever to be severely hyper-local. Um, and so, you know, everything from Cartridge to High Grain to Sonder, Westside, Grainworks, Rheingeist even, um, you know, P, uh, Esoteric. We've had 80, or sorry, 100, I think, different craft beers since we opened about 15 months ago uh, from 20 or 25 different breweries in that time. And so the goal is to, you know, create a microcosm experience right. at Victory Pints for, you know, what's what's here in the greater Cincy area, because there is no shortage. There's, I mean, dozens of places I still have. It's almost like the games. People say, <laughs> have you heard of this place? And I say, no. Is that one of the, you know, 65 breweries or whatever? Yeah. So... So do you guys here, do you do uh, different events and stuff like that? Do you do like different game tournaments and things? Or is it just more of kind of those people hanging out uh, in, on an evening or a weekend um, just just socially with their with their friends playing a few games? So it's it's probably majority people coming in, hanging out. You know, it's it's open board games all day, every day. But we do want to facilitate and, and uh, cultivate some communities, offer something for certain communities. Uh, whether it's collectible card games or miniatures games. I mean, obviously, you see on the table back here some Marvel building set up or Warhammer, things like that. Um, those are, again, kind of kind of their own particular genre in the board game hobby or role-playing games. There's, you know, people doing Dungeons & Dragons or role-playing game sessions in here three to ten times a week. Um, but mainly it is people coming together looking at, you know, box tabletop board games from the library 
and saying, hey, let's just have a good time with our friends or family or, oh, man, I've heard about this game. I've wanted to get it to the table for so long. That's the majority of what's happening. We'll do some learn to plays. We've done some tournaments. Uh, the little teaser here, the 2017 Dominion World Champion, Dominion's a card game, uh, is in the works to host a tournament here in the coming months. So well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it, it's fun too because I you know obviously loving craft beer the way that I do. The community side of it is is the most important part of what makes it what it is, and to see other communities that either have existed for a really long time and people never really noticed it because it was, you know, just people gathering in somebody's basement and hanging out and playing a couple games or, you know, things that are kind of sprouting up and, and, and flourishing and becoming something now. It, uh, it's exciting to see and it's, it's, it's fun to see and it makes you want to kind of dive into it a little bit and explore it and then figure out a, a way to kind of uh, take a peek and see if it's something that you are into. And a place like this, I think, is a perfect way to do that because, you know, it's it's approachable. And I think that sometimes you look at something like board games and uh, sometimes some of it can seem intimidating or Definitely. confusing. <laughs> and to be able to walk in somewhere like this and, and maybe you grab Uno and just sit and play Uno for a little bit with your friends and kind of, like, hey, what do you guys, what do you guys play? And then kind of start that conversation and then, oh, okay. And you kind of watch and see how. Okay, I think we can figure that Absolutely. out. Then, I mean, you know, you're describing it exactly as it happens in here every day. That's, I think that's what makes somebody every like day. this fun to me. And uh, uh, if you live anywhere in the area, uh, it's really not that far. We I, I joke about it being the edge of civilization, but it's not that far. You know, you can get here in you know 15 minutes from the highway and uh, and and sit down and play a game and uh, hang out for an evening and have something to eat, have something to drink play a few games and uh, uh, hang out with your friends, which I think is probably the most important part about it. <laughs> yeah, Especially, definitely. I mean, it's all about people. It's all about relationships. Kind of a, a sub thought on the craft beer thing, or may, maybe really the main thought is craft beer often is so um, thematic and, and story driven. I mean, even Saunders, uh, you know, tagline is, you know, every beer has a story kind of thing. Um or, you know, we have one up now, like Luke, I am your lager. Obviously, that's incredibly nerdily thematic. Yeah. Like, if that's a good beer and we don't have it, what's going on? Um, and from the descriptions of them, like some of the descriptions of them, you're not getting that kind of description with just well-known domestic beers. And so it's all part of creating that, crafting, facilitating that thematic, immersive experience when people come here to sit down face-to-face, -face, do screenless recreation, you know, real deal, person-to-person -person time doing hands-on tactile things um that's just i think innate to the human experience condition desire right. and one of the reasons probably why board games are exploding especially of course because of covid as well people looking for that that touch point with other people and you know it's different than going to a concert or a movie or theme park, you're kind of side by side, you're doing something together, but this is your face to face, whether you're working together, whether you're working against each other, trying to beat each other, whether you're doing role playing, storytelling, it is just a unique, immersive, shared experience that um, I, I don't think will go away. I think will only increase because it's what we really want and need as as people. Is this an idea, the idea of doing a Victory Pints bar, is this something that you can ever see growing beyond this one location, do other <laughs> locations somewhere else, or is that just kind of so far down the road you haven't even thought about it yet? <laughs> well, we're still in the, uh, I guess, first phase right. of, you know, hey, it was about a year and a half in, in the making from, okay, I guess this is a serious idea to, okay, the door is open, and then, you know, it's been... 
15 months since we've been open. Um, and so now that things are generally operating, um, the, the goal would be, hey, how do we transition to really honing in the successful business aspects, you know, making this work? Because I think everybody knows this isn't the get rich quick scheme. <laughs> right. uh, everybody that's thought about this or done this or whatever knows it's a hard gig, not easy to make work, uh, you know, margins and all that stuff. But um, people, the community has just been incredible and, and supported and, uh, you know, spread the word and, and wanted to see it stay and so here we are 15 months in uh you know looking looking forward and as far as being other places or branching out or uh whatever that what's that word franchising yeah um interest interested in that in that <laughs> opportunity that possibility uh, obviously there are a lot of specific things we'd we'd like to see if a second victory pints opened up somewhere um for the person that's going to take that on, that's going to be the person running that uh, situation, you know, a lot of a lot of vision for an expectation from the people that have been here now. It just so. seems too like the idea of having uh, a, a bar or a social space like this where all people are doing is co- not all the people are doing, but people are coming in here to play games. It seems like if, you know, you're a, a person that's making a game or, you know, some kind of a, uh, you know, somebody that has an idea for a game, like it just seems like it's this perfect little spot to kind of go and like uh, to, to bring a game and sit down with some people, play it, to test it out, to see what yeah. other people are doing, see what people like, see what people don't like. It's just, and to get this space where people are just coming here for that and are, are, are so dedicated to that. Like, there's so much potential for that, and yet you really don't see a lot of places like this that exist yet. And um, yeah, I think that uh, that uh, that idea definitely has a, a lot of room to grow in a lot of different communities. And, um, you know, a, a lot like a, a coffee shop to let it become kind of that space where people come and use it like a, an extra living room that they have. You know, it's... Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I, I love it. Thanks, I, uh, man. We're we're uh, we're trying. We're hoping uh, and glad people are are enjoying it. So we want to give the peeps give the peeps what they want. It's interesting that you mentioned playtesting because we have a, a Discord server and one of the threads, one of the channels on there is for local designers and playtesters because there, are, like you said, a lot of people that come in here that are excited about new things, excited about trying things yeah. and giving feedback. So we've had guys that are working on stuff. Bring it, you know, bring in their prototypes, their cutout cards, and all that stuff, you know, that hasn't really even hit the uh, the manufacturing process yet, and they're just trying to hone it in. And people give them feedback, and and it's awesome. We even have a little spot over in the the retail for local designers so you know, cool. to have their stuff. But um, yeah, it's. It's I think crazy. I think that side of it seems really interesting to me to try to to play somebody's game that they're they're working on to try to, <laughs> to help them figure it. I think that would be a lot of fun and a lot of uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like always kind of uh, trying something before it uh, it ends up being what it actually is and watch how it evolves and watch how it changes. Like that's that's part of the fun to me. Your name's in the rule book. <laughs> You're in the rule book. You're memorialized this, this forever. The, this is the gnome rule because he tried to cheat here and this didn't work. So we had to make a rule specifically. <laughs> <laughs> That's, there would be a gnome rule in every game oh, at a time. Um, well, thank you very much. I appreciate you sitting down with me. Is there anything you want people to know about Victory Pints that you think that maybe they don't know or that they should know? And we'll put in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this, go and click. We'll get a link for you to kind of see how to get here and everything like that and a link to social media and all of that stuff. But um, um, I would just, again, say thanks to everybody that has, you know, 
some people know exactly what they're looking for or what to expect. And they come in here and they're like, let's do this. Other people are like, what the heck is this place? I have no idea what this is. Is this a puzzle store? Is this a bookstore? Is this a video games? You know, um, thank you to everybody who has just heard about it or looked for something to do and said, we're going to give it a shot. And so I would just, uh, you know, love more and more folks to say, Hey, we don't know what this is, or maybe this is intimidating, or is this some weird nerd joint or something uh, to just come and come and see, and you can test things out and don't have to spend a dime. You can see and do and play and taste uh, and see for yourself before ever coming back. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> although you should spend a little, you should stop and have a beer and hang out for a little bit, even if you uh, even if you walk and like, oh, this yeah. is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> beer is for everybody. The beer and the games aren't ours, uh, so we never really have to promote them. They sell themselves because they're because they're good. So it's nice to just have uh, the things that other people have made um, doing doing that work on their own. So we just get the enjoyment of having people usually at their best because they're coming here to have a good time. So we get lots of happy people just all the time. <laughs> There's always so. one person in the group that's upset when they lose, though. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. They, they drink more when they lose. Uh, go to YouTube also. I'll put up a video so you guys can kind of see what this place is about. And uh, just like I said, just get over here and, and, and check it out for yourself. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate you hanging out with me. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you. Thank you to Riley from Victory Pints for sitting down with me and sitting down with you guys and letting us know about this bar and about this place and about this community that uh, I, I, I can't help but think more people would love to be a part of. Uh, the best way to learn more about it, uh, you can go to their website. Go to www.vpcincy.com. You can learn about it there, but the, the best way to learn about it is just to go there. Get a few friends together, uh, make an evening of it, go play some games, drink a few beers, and make some new friends. Because uh, this place is, it's about community, and it's about friendship, and it's about uh, just hanging out with people. And uh, I, I implore all of you guys to go there and check it out. It's a special place, and um, one that uh, I'll definitely find myself back in again at some point. So, um, who knows, maybe you'll run into me when you go there. Wouldn't that be fun? We could play a game together. I'm going to warn you, I'm uh, not really great at games, and um, I'll probably try to get you to play Uno. And <laughs> as we learned, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Uh, have a good one, and uh, we'll see you next time. Drinking with the Gnome.